We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. The draft is over, but we've got one more step before these rosters go into effect, and that is WWE Backlash coming up on Saturday night. We're going to preview all of that show Thanks to Pro Wrestling Scorecards, we're going to talk about the Four Pillars match that is set for double or nothing, CM Punk making an impact last weekend, all of that and more on this edition of the Bite Bomb Wrestling Podcast. The bomb drops now. What's up, all of you friendly, nice, and amazing? Oh, hi, everyone. We love you so much. This is the best. It's TSF. Is it real though? Hunter Knot. Oh, my God. And you're listening to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, baby. Thank you, TSF, and hello. Welcome to this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans, episode 20 of season four. Appreciate you guys joining us. My name is Chris Belcher. I'm your phenomenal host. The young buck, Andy York, is with me. And Andy, it's another week to preview another <laughs> pay-per-view. The train keeps rolling. It does. I uh, I feel like, obviously, it's been a minute because the last one was WrestleMania. WrestleMania right. And, you know, that one still hurts. But backlash, we're here where the, the WWE train is moving right along yes. without stopping at all. And uh, I'm interested to see how this show plays out. Yep. Because it's a weird show, mm-hmm. a weird card, but it has a lot of potential to it as Every well. Every time we get a weird card, we always come out of the show going, man, that was so good, yeah. you know? Especially with Triple H running things right. now, uh, quote unquote. Um it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this thing plays. Well, you will get our instant reaction if you tune into Sportswire Radio Saturday night after Backlash. Check out their Facebook page, Twitter, um, and all that kind of stuff because we're going to be live with Tom and the crew over there giving you our instant reaction as soon as Backlash is over. So make sure you check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we'll give you a recap on next week's episode and all those kind of things. So have no fear. You have a lot of ways to get our reactions to Backlash. The other way to do that is to make sure that you're following us on social media at PBW Podcast. Andy's at Andy underscore PBWP, and I'm at Chris Belcher 24. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcast and on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. Yep. And PBWF, our fantasy booking show, over on another feed uh, available wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you're checking that out. I know a lot of you are doing that recently. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate it very much. Andy, we did a fun little segment last week where we threw out a bunch of random questions that we found <laughs> online. And listen, I saw a lot of podcasts doing that this week, man. Yep. That set of questions got floated around. A lot of people were answering them, so we didn't find another set. We made up our own set. So we're going to do it again. I like it. Uh, I found a couple of cool questions that Andy and I are going to get out of the way here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Rapid fire. Try not to think too much. First answer that comes to your head, but okay. obviously we want it to be the, the correct one. Right. First one might be the hardest one on this. Well, no, maybe not the hardest one. Okay. Second hardest. Okay. If you could meet... One wrestler that you have not met yet. Oh, man. Who would it be, and what question would you ask them? So a person, a wrestler I've never met. Never met. You've met Cody, you've met met Bray, can't do that. Okay. Adam Cole, can't do that. Adam Cole. Golly. Um, 
Oh, I don't know. Go ahead. Answer yours first. Okay. Let me give me a second to think about My it. My answer. See, I love putting Andy on the spot. You do. Questions. It's fun. <laughs> My answer is Triple H. Okay. Uh, even though I haven't met Edge or I haven't met Undertaker or anything like that. Yeah. My answer is Triple H. And my question would be because he's literally seen it all. He's lived through it all mm-hmm. in the wrestling business. Aside from his injuries, is there a certain period of his career that when he looks back on it, he regrets or specific things that he would change or just things that he looks like, I really hated X. Right. Like Shawn Michaels will talk about, well, I really hated the attitude era because I was so strung out of my mind and I wish I would have been in a better mindset to give Stone Cold a better match or whatever. Don't know that Triple H would explicitly answer that, especially in his position of power now. Right. But like, I would like to know just like, if you listen to people talk about Triple H, he's such a straight laced guy. He didn't do drugs. He didn't drink and all those things. So what of that would he change? Right. Regret or whatever. Yeah, I think so. If we're going off the premise that they have to answer it, um, mm. I would probably say John Moxley. Okay. And the question I would ask is what happened between him and Brock at WrestleMania 32? Mm, I, I'm, I would be very interested because that match had a lot of potential, especially because they were bringing up Barbie and barbed wire stuff. And like people who watched John Moxley before he went to WWE were like, this is. Like, this is the guy that we've been waiting for. Sure. We're going to get this against Brock Lesnar, who is a UFC, like a UFC guy, a lot yeah. of fun. Nothing. Right. <laughs> Literally the most epic thing that happened was an F5 on a thing of chairs, and that was it. I'm still surprised you didn't meet him when we went to Dallas. I, man, the line was very long. It was. And I was already, was so like, long. I was already stressed because, like, the Bray thing, he wasn't there when he was supposed that's to be right, there for a while. That's right, that's right. So I was, like, pacing. So I just, I didn't want to miss my window to get me, go meet Bray. But uh, if I ever get the chance again, I will absolutely be meeting John Moxley. All right, this one will be a little bit easier. It might be tough for you to think about, but it'll be a little bit easier to answer. Favorite wrestler's theme song? Of all time? Of all time. Gosh. Um, man, we're putting him over like crazy on this episode, but probably Triple H. Wow. He was on my list. Like, because a lot of people don't like King of Kings. I, I love, love King, King of Kings. Kings. So good. Obviously, the game, like, and Evolution's theme song, Evolution so theme song is really good. Damn. If I had to pick one of those three, I'd probably pick the game. Yeah. Like, that's like the iconic. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I take that back completely. Uh-oh. I completely forgot about somebody. Batista's theme song is probably my favorite oh, theme there. song of all time. It's also Xavier Woods' favorite theme like, song. <laughs> when that plays, I can't help but sing. Like, that gets stuck in my head when I'm just walking around. Like, I just, I start randomly singing that. So, Batista's. Uh, Mine's Edge. <sighs> you know, I have seen that man live uh-huh. three times. Never seen it. I've yet to hear that song live. Because the first time was... WrestleMania. Yep. And he came out to the... And he came out to the Judgment Day theme song, which I love the Judgment Day so theme song. Good. Yep, so good. The second, I've only seen him twice. The second time was at SummerSlam, and he came out to whatever the heck that was. It wasn't Brood or nothing, but it was just some music. And you can't, you couldn't hear it. No. At but all. I was, I was waiting for that to kick in, and then as he walked down, the You Think You Know Me, right. and none of it. And I was yep. so mad. Yeah, I've, I've gotten to see that theme song twice now since he's been back. It's awesome. And it's so, and it's both times has been the brood music starts. And then, and then you get that. And then the pop is just that huge. (laughs) So good. So aside from getting to see it live, it's still one of my favorite theme songs. Yeah. 
All right, what rivalry could you continually go back and watch over and over? Man. I've got two, and I can't pick between them. I've got two as well. Okay, who are your two? So, <laughs> CM Punk and Cena. Okay. 2011. Even even post-Rock, when they had that match on Raw, where they pulled out the pile driver. And it, like, the chemistry between Punk and Cena is yeah. ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. that one. And then, specifically, this part of the feud. Not what happened later on. But the 2015 feud between Ambrose and Rollins was... Okay was the feud of the year that year for me. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, Both of your feuds that you picked are about five to six years ahead of mine. Um, (laughs) I I lived through them. I didn't get to live through these other ones. Cena and Edge. Yeah, that one's good. so, so much. The dynamic of literally two pay-per-views back-to-back being in their hometowns. Yeah. Just the way that, oh, my gosh, yeah. so good. Both of those guys would not be where they are right now if it hadn't been for the other guy. Correct. So good. And then Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah. You can't like. Yeah. <laughs> the two-year feud when Shawn came back was just insane. Probably my favorite SummerSlam match of all time. Oh, it is my is, favorite is that, SummerSlam match. Is that match sure. between the two of them. It's one of my favorite matches yeah. of all time. And yeah. it's not even a real match, but. I love it. Um, it's probably my I think it's my second favorite Sean match behind WrestleMania 25. Yeah. Speaking of WrestleMania Uh-oh. 25 <laughs> and that match. Uh-oh. Let's remove that match. Okay. Let's remove 26, okay. 27, okay. and 28. Okay. From the Undertaker's history. Let's strike those four okay. because we know we're going to pick them. Right. Other than those four, what's your favorite Undertaker oh. WrestleMania match? You're going to hate me. Probably Punk at 29. I figured you'd pick that. It's either it's either Punk at 29 or the one that you might pick. Well, no, there's three that come to mind really quickly. Because I'm between Punk, Edge, and Randy. Those are the two that I had. Was I it Edge punk. and Randy? Edge and Randy. Yep. So since you have those two, I'll, you take Punk. Probably because of Punk. Because the story behind that match was really good. Obviously, with the passing of Paul Bearer and then playing sure. into that and like... We get to see Paul Heyman do the Paul Bear imperson- impersonation, which was mm-hmm. amazing. So good. Um, but yeah, that, and then the match was like, but on a, on a card with Rock and Cena as the main event, and people remember that match the most because that main event wasn't that great. Right. But people remember Punk and Cena, uh, Punk and Taker. Like that's that stands out a lot. So probably Punk and Taker. All right. I would say either Edge or Randy Orton. Yeah. I think that's an easy one for me. All right. This might be the hardest question. This oh, is going to no. take you a minute. In your opinion, <laughs> that's not a good start. Let's have free reign with this one. Um, who's the most underrated wrestler of all time? Oh my gosh, underrated of all time. This took me so long to figure out, and my answer is so far out of left field. It's not even funny, but I'm going to give it to you. I kind of cheated a little bit. That's fine. I am going to say stunning Steve Austin. Man, you are going. <laughs> you are going left field. Okay. His WCW run really good. just does not get yeah. love. And I think the reason it doesn't get love is because he was starting to get hot. Every time he would start to get hot, yeah. Bischoff or Flair or Hogan mm-hmm. or somebody would throw water on it and yeah. cool it down because he got hot in the early 90s. They quickly put the TV title on him, and then uh, they were going to put the U.S. title on him. 
didn't end up happening. They just randomly teamed him up with Brian Pillman because they didn't have anything for Pillman. Right. They started getting over. Uh, they had a short run with the tag titles, but they wouldn't let them beat Flair and Anderson. Yeah. Even though they had a marvelous feud with them. Pulled the rug out from under him when they finally got hot. Then he did win the U.S. title, had the Ricky Steamboat stuff. Was supposedly, if you believe Austin, told he was going to get a run with Hogan in 94. Yeah. Of course, that didn't happen because Hogan didn't think he was over enough. <laughs> but just people forget yeah. that before Austin got dropped on his head, Austin could wrestle. Yeah. Dude could wrestle so good. Yeah. Stunning Steve Austin's my pick. Gosh. So it's hard to not put like recency bias in this. I agree with that. Because that's why, like, when that's you said why that, I tried to go way, way back. Because when you said that, I was like, Chad Gable is the first name that came to mind. But sure. that's probably like current day. Yep. Chad Gable right now is is probably the most underrated wrestler right now of all time. So obviously I'm the younger generation guy. Go for it. Like I modern era, blah, blah, whatever. It's hard not to put Rusev on this list. Wow. It's hard not to put Rusev on this list. That's one out of left field. Because it's for the same reasons that you gave Stunning Steve. Yeah. Same reasons I give Rusev. Wow. Every time he got over. Vince didn't really do anything with it. Mm. I mean, going into WrestleMania 31, mm-hmm. the dude drove a freaking tank to the ring. He did. Undefeated. Yep. Still believe he should have beat Cena in that match. And Cena goes over. Rusev starts to go down a little bit. He starts to come back up. Rusev Day is <laughs> over like nobody's business. Takes over the wrestling business. Takes over WrestleMania 34. Like WrestleMania 34 was nothing but Rusev Day chance. That was insane. The post was re- the post Raw WrestleMania of that WrestleMania Rusev Day chance. He got Aiden English over, which God bless him for that. Like Aiden English is good. Aiden, listen, Aiden English on commentary and impact so good. really good. So good. But he got Aiden English over. He was completely over. They try to do this thing with Bobby Lashley and him that. It didn't really work, but everything Rusev did, the fans got behind. Yep. So I would say, from an, he's good in the ring. Like people, like he's really good in the ring too. So I would probably put Rusev and you know Splash Miro in there as well. Because where you at, Miro? We've been waiting for you for a while now, and we don't know where you're at. So probably, I'd probably put Rusev. I put him over a whole lot in this segment, but I almost answered Edge with that. See, I almost answered like Eddie or Ray because I feel like they, yes, they're both world champions and Hall of Famers and everything else. Ray should have been a world champion more times than he has been. Correct. Eddie should have been world champion more times than he was. Yes. Um, And they were just smaller guys in an era where you couldn't be small and be a world champion. And if they were in their prime today... Oh, they would be taking over the wrestling world like gosh. nobody else right now. It's insane. I they, know would, I, they would be. They would fit in with the Ospreys and the Ricochets and the Vikingos and everybody else. Like I think with Edge, like he's won thirty one championships, and I feel like I don't feel like people take that seriously. I don't yeah. feel like they take the way he's transformed his character yeah. and how hands on he is in the wrestling business yeah. and how smart he is. Like I don't. I feel like people don't take that into consideration. I'll give you another one. If we're talking about in ring, one of the most underrated wrestlers in ring of all time, John Cena. Oh, for sure. Yep. People people hated on Cena, and I was one of them. Not because of his in ring work, though, but just because of the whole thing. The whole thing, him getting pushed twenty four seven. Everybody that we loved got beat. He beat them because for no reason whatsoever. But in ring, like 
the dude does not look athletic at all. Right. To be completely honest with you. But he does some like really good stuff. His matches with AJ were the the whole trilogy with AJ was amazing. His matches with Punk were amazing. You go back to Edge and Randy Orton, the first few years were really, really good as well. Um there's a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of bad. Sean and him at at <sighs> Raw or you know, WrestleMania 23. WrestleMania 23 or, you know, it's just a shame we never got to see, like, him in his prime versus Kurt Angle. We got it the one time. Right. But we haven't really got like got to see it, got to see it. But people forget how good Cena actually is yep. in the ring. Let me ask you this one, because uh, this is a guy that came to mind, but I didn't put him on my list because I wanted us to have a, a real good discussion about him. And a lot of WWE fans that are listening to this are going to hear me say this and be like, why are you calling him underrated? Right. Where does Undertaker fit on this list? Because because you have a camp where a lot of people will say, he's the greatest big man of all time, look at the way he's transcended the business, blah, blah. But then any time that fans talk about like a Mount Rushmore or whatever, a lot of times he's not named in their top four or next four down. And then you say, well, what about Undertaker? And they go, oh, well, he was good, but... Fill in the blank. Right. Where does Taker fit on this? See, I lean more towards Taker being on the overrated side than the underrated, okay. underrated side. However, I'm not saying he's overrated at all. I'm not. I love Taker. I think Taker wrestling wouldn't be what it is today without Undertaker. Like, yeah. and I think that's that's very very clear, very fair. Um, I think this discussion also started a couple of weeks, a months ago on Twitter about Taker versus Sting in their prime. Who you taking? Who's better? Sure. I probably lean Sting a little bit. Okay, for in ring. Okay, um, so where's Sting on this list? Because he's another one that I, I think of. Sting's. I think Sting is underrated because he never got the big stage. Right, like he did in WCW, but WCW never got to the WWE level. I think I think Sting's on this list, and again, that was another one that I almost answered this with. I think Sting's on this list because of the talent Sting had to work with. Yes, was especially it anywhere, an impact. Wasn't anywhere near. A Shawn Michaels or a whatever. Yeah. You know, yes, Sting got to work with Flair. Yeah. Yes, he got to work with, he didn't really work with Steamboat because they were both baby faces. But he got to work with Flair. He got to work with Vader. Okay, Vader's fine. Mm-hmm. Not great. But imagine if Sting would have worked in his prime in those WWF years with Shawn and Brett, Brett and, and Triple H and even. Diesel. And Diesel and Razor Ramon and like. There's a lot of guys that if he would have got to work with, you even look at his impact days with TNA. Like, he worked with Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. which you could argue that was Kurt Angle not at Kurt Angle's peak. Sure. Um, he worked with AJ Styles. Again, not at his peak. Not at his peak, but even then, AJ Styles was so good. ridiculously yep. good. Um, and just the stuff that he did, that is, it's a lot like The Undertaker. Like, The Undertaker gimmick should not work. Nope. At all. Especially, like... 2020, 2021, 2022, like the years we're in now, the gimmick like that should not work. Every time the, you hear the bell toll, though, chills down your spine, people pop for it, whatever. The Sting gimmick should not work. Especially the Joker Sting gimmick. Dude, listen. That's the, listen, that's the first I introduction I had to Sting, and I was like, what the heck is this dude? So I was scrolling through, I'm going to follow up to that in a second. I was scrolling through videos on Facebook the other day, and randomly... A Sting Joker promo. Is it the one with the 
Crow and Bischoff's no. office because I've seen that no, one recently that too. Was that was great. No, it was the one where they have a card table in the middle of the ring. Yes, I've seen that one. And it popped up, and I'm literally just rolling, laughing on the like. I'm just laughing because it's so good. It's very good. But the like, you even look at Sting today. He just cut a promo on MJF a couple weeks ago that was amazing. Yep, like really good. So like, I think Sting is always going to be in the underrated camp because he never got. Yeah. The moment and the one moment he did get past his prime, some could argue a vendetta was taken out on him and that WrestleMania moment, and and then he got injured, which was no fault to anybody involved. Sure. People blame Seth for that. That was not necess- That was just a freak thing that happened. Yep. Um. So I just I think I think Sting's in the underrated. I think Taker's in the overrated. But if you flop their careers and where they were, I think we'd be putting. I think we would be putting Sting in the overrated and taking the underrated. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so since Joker Sting was your first introduction oh to Sting, and going back and looking at that stuff, that obviously like changes your perspective on his overrated versus underrated Correct. and who he worked with and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sort of. And I think, because like, listen, I, I think the character idea and the Joker Sting, I think the concept is really, really cool. And I think it worked until it didn't. <laughs> like sure. I think I think it was really cool and it worked, and then it just kind of fell off a little bit. I think it's one of those things that's like Broken Matt Hardy, where it's like the minute that it runs its course, it's done. You can't revive it. Nope, it's just done. And I think they both were good. I think especially Matt Hardy. I think they both realized, okay, we're done with this. Yep. We got We got to move on. They sprinkle it in. Here and there, especially Matt Hardy. He'll do the delete thing because that's still over. Um, And we're getting ready to get the firm deletion, which I am excited for. Tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday. I am excited for. I think it's going to be horrible and awful in the most beautiful way possible. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I think, I don't know. I think it's just the the sting, the Joker sting is always going to have a special place in my heart. Sure. Because it's the first time I saw sting. And then I go back and watch the other stuff. I'm like. This is two completely different people. <laughs> completely so different people. Uh, I need to see a little bit of Joker Sting in AEW. I'm just saying. Yeah, probably. Just like sprinkled in, like you said, just just, just a little, a little. Bit. just a little. I need a Halloween episode <sighs> where he is Joker Sting and Orange Cassidy is Batman. That would be because I just that would be amazing. So good. All right, fun little segment there. Uh, we'll try to keep doing that. We'll try to come up with some more things and just have fun discussion around questions. Uh, also, if you want to. If you have stuff you want us to answer, send us in some viewer questions. We'd appreciate that. We'll answer those on the air just like we did with all of these. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, man. Let's move to the biggest questions in the world of wrestling. And obviously the centerpiece of all of that this week, we'll get to Sam Punk in a minute. He's not the centerpiece this time, is the WWE draft. First thing, man, really cool to have the legends come out and make the picks. Yeah. Something that they they haven't really done because uh, we were at one of the draft episodes last year. It was just Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. Right. So having the legends, it was really yeah. cool, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it was I think it was cool to have Triple H kick off the show yep. and do the, the first round. Um <laughs> the R V D pop was cool. Like I'm glad I'm glad he's getting the respect. Like obviously WWE fans are gonna love R V D. Everybody sure. loves R V D. But it's cool to see the company kind of give him his respect back to um, you know, if once we saw Legends, I think we both kind of knew Sean's going to show up, JBL's going to show up, Road Dog showing up was amazing. was amazing. Um, the one that I, shocked me, but I I enjoyed 
was Queen Charmel. Like I thought she yeah. did. I thought she did really good. You could tell she had no idea who she was announcing half the time, <laughs> which was true. funny. It was really funny. Um, Bischoff was kind of the same way. Bischoff was good. Bischoff struggled a little bit with some of the names he though, did. and I was like, "Come on, Bischoff, you you bury AEW all the time, but you don't even watch the WWE product. Like you gotta, you gotta do a little bit better." Jeez, uh, that was good. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, I think they need to do draft stuff like episodes that. are horrible though. They're awful. Yeah, they're horrible TV. <laughs> like they're really bad TV, but having the legends kind of made it a little easier for sure. Um, I have the whole list in front of me of who got drafted and where and when I'm not going through all of these names. <laughs> Y'all will get extremely bored. It is readily available all over the interweb. Yeah. Um, so go find it. If you're interested, we'll, we'll obviously talk about a couple of names, um, but man, overall, like I'm looking down this list, not a lot of movement. There wasn't a lot of guys that went places. I mean, Bianca and Rhea are really like the, you know, the the stars that switched and Theory brands. And, Gun- and Gunther. Theory and Gunther. Drew uh, moving over to Raw. Yeah. Edge going over to SmackDown. Lashley going to SmackDown. Uh, I guess Ronda and Shayna, if you count that, right. going over to Raw. Uh, other than that, man, nobody really like, nobody moved a lot. I mean, I guess Oscar went over to, to SmackDown. Yeah. But other than that, not a lot. I think man. a lot more NXT call-outs this time, though. Oh, which, a lot. Which I think is cool, um, but also, like, doesn't make sense storyline-wise for NXT because mm-hmm. literally the NXT Women's Tag Champs got called up, and the people that were challenging them the next night also, also got, got called up. So, so I, I, I don't fully understand why that happened, unless we're getting sued two sets of tag champs. Seems but like. But I no, <laughs> please. I um, but I don't, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting that not a lot of people moved. I thought the biggest one that would have moved that didn't happen was Cody to SmackDown. I thought that was almost a lock that Cody was, was going to go to SmackDown. Interesting. And mm. keep that chase going for Roman without being forced to go after the world title. Well, I, th- I think he can win money in the bank. Yeah. And then, I think go, that works. And then go to Roman. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't think he's going to win the rumble two years in a row. No. But I think he can win Money in the Bank. I think he wins Money in the Bank, and that's where we're heading for SummerSlam is Roman Cody, too. And then Roman wins again. No. Because then you have to go to WrestleMania. you got to go a little further. I don't think we're going to WrestleMania. Okay. All these reports of Roman holding the belt told September 2024. Give me a break. That's not happening. They're not. Listen, they're not. I, I am saying it here and now. I would be shocked if he's champion by WrestleMania. Really? I would be shocked if he wrestled at WrestleMania this year. What? Yeah. I think he's I think he is trying to keep one foot out as much as he can. Interesting. Okay. So I think he's I think it's a lock that he's champion until WrestleMania. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. I Well, one of the big returns that we saw in the draft yeah. was AJ Styles yeah. coming back. He is now on SmackDown. We know that there is beef in history between the OC and Paul Heyman. Yep. It is being reported that it looks like it, we might finally get AJ Roman, which would be fantastic. Bobby Lashley is now over on SmackDown. Yep. We might finally get Lashley and Roman. Um, so there, there's two right there that we could get. Uh, Nakamura is on Raw, so we're probably not going to get that one. Um, but we've got these two, and that'll carry us till almost the end of the year, I would say, with Roman feuds. Well, I think AJ is a one-off. So I oh, think, yeah. I think, I, think AJ all, I think AJ and Roman probably happens at Money in the Bank. I think they're all one-offs. I just think that 
um, that's how long it will take us it to might get be. through them. My, but my only thing is, where does Cody go from here? Like, what does Cody do from between then and now? We're gonna because he's not gonna go after that world title, the heavy world heavyweight championship. I think there's a good chance he and Gunther have an IC title feud, and Cody takes it off of him. Um, Maybe later in the year, not necessarily like right away. Um, but I think he might take it off of him. Maybe that's SummerSlam. Maybe Cody and Gunther. Maybe Cody wins it, and then he drops it. I don't know who to you know later on, uh, but I think that that could be a way to go. But man, overall, like, like it's good. It's cool. It's a draft. Nothing changed. <laughs> but nothing really changed. You know, we had this controversy that we were talking about before we recorded about Bianca and Rhea and what they're going to do with that. Yeah. And then obviously reports came out today that apparently, uh, not reports, confirmed by the man himself, Triple H, in the Backlash press conference that SmackDown superstars will be involved in the tournament. Yeah. You're, you're happy about that. Tournament. <laughs> I'm happy um, about the tournament, yes. SmackDown superstars will be involved in the tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship, which I don't necessarily think we're blurring the lines of the draft just yet, but we're already... Not um, following the draft rules. We're already <laughs> in uncharted territory. Which, you know, if we would have done this tournament before the draft, I think it's fine. But doing this draft, doing the draft, and then doing the tournament, and then being like, "Oh yeah, but these guys from SmackDown can come over," which means the draft was pointless anyway. It just it it doesn't make sense. They never really follow the rules anyway of the draft, right? But they normally give it a couple months before they start breaking their own rules, right? But again, like I don't know that we're necessarily breaking them just yet. I think that we're. I think it, it it builds the intrigue of, okay, if a SmackDown superstar wins, he's not taking the belt to SmackDown. Right. He's coming over Raw. Right. So I think it just it builds that intrigue. It gives guys, like we mentioned, like Edge and Lashley and Austin Theory, gives them a shot to be in the tournament right. and have a good match. Um, but ultimately, I still think you know, a Raw guy wins it. The draft doesn't really work unless there's general managers. I agree with that. And there's none. Did, was it Sam Roberts that said that this week so. or last week? I think something? so. Yeah, I agree. But with I, that. like you got it. You need to have more than just USA versus Fox. Sure. You need to have people invested in this that want the best for the roster, mm-hmm. so that you can do this. And, and I think the general we, manager doesn't have to show up every week. No, we just no, no, need no, no, no. we just need that. So I don't. I think Sean would be like. I think Sean would be a fantastic choice for and, a general manager. Bischoff, Bischoff even. RVD would be fun. <laughs> like RVD would be a lot of fun. By the way, it was it was very fitting and fantastic that RVD announced Riddle as a draft pick. Of course, that was that was done intentionally by no, somebody. Absolutely, it was. Somebody um, was thinking. You know, whenever this bloodline thing finishes, Paul Heyman as a GM would be, yeah, amazing. Absolutely. I mean, he was the GM during the ruthless aggression era yeah. for SmackDown. So it was it him and was it him and Bischoff? Yep. Him and Bischoff, and then it moved from Paul, or from, no, it started out as Bischoff and Stephanie, yeah. and then it went from Stephanie to Paul. Yeah. I think when Stephanie got pregnant, I don't remember. Anyway. But I remember those drafts of Paul and the neck brace. Yes. <laughs> With all of that, like, that was great. Speaking of the bloodline and the draft, man, they sort of built up a big deal on Friday night on SmackDown that the Usos were in a separate pool. Yeah. Then Roman and Solo. Yeah. But then there was no intrigue on Monday when they finally There's got like, Oh, yeah. The Usos are announced SmackDown with the bloodline. 
And it's like, wait a minute. Can we build some intrigue? They also were like, tag teams could be split up. But we can also draft whole factions together. Like, it just... it. Yeah, the draft, tag, tag teams can be split up, and then it split up a single tag team. It just it doesn't make yep. the draft fun <laughs> when you don't follow through. When you set up something like that, you've got to follow through. Like, I thought Otis and Chad Gable would be the one to be split up. Possibly the Street Profits yep. split up, but yep. nothing. And even, like, the Judgment Day got picked all in separate picks. Right. Or, I'm sorry, Rhea and then Dom. Which makes sense why Rhea got picked separate. For sure. But... But there was no intrigue there. But I love the fact that Rhea was the first overall pick. Sure. Before Rollins. Before Rollins. Like, I love that. Yeah, that was really, really cool. All right, man. We'll see what the fallout is after Backlash um, with this tournament. Obviously, Andy loves tournaments. Tony Khan loves tournaments. Uh, And announcements. And announcements. So does Triple H. Uh, So we'll (laughs) see what happens. Um, I'm anxious to see about some of these NXT call-ups. We didn't even talk about it. Pretty deadly. Cameron Grimes. Grayson Waller. Uh, that's the one I, I think is going to kill it on the main roster is Grayson Waller. I wish they hadn't put him and LA Knight on the same on the same brand, though. I need them as a tag team. I just want them separate. because See, I'll, or a feud against them, because that's a great way to turn LA Knight face. Because oh, he's point. already kind of face. That's true. Good point. Turn him face, LA Knight versus Grayson Waller. That would be... I think they had a few, too, in NXT. They may have. I think they had a feud against each other. So bring you could bring that back. That would that, that would be really cool. Uh Gender's crew is coming back. Veer's up. back. They're gonna be on for all. <laughs> Odyssey Jones, uh Katana Chance and Kane Carter, um, also known as um Casey Catanzaro. Yep. Zoe Stark coming up. Andy uh, Hartwell. Andy Hartwell. She was a pu- she was a public pick on the show, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh JD. McDonough, yep. is that his name? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, very interesting. Also, I don't know if you saw this or not. Ring announcers are now switching. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Rum's going to be on SmackDown. Samantha Irvin's going to be on Raw. Because Ricochet went to Raw. <laughs> so Ricochet is now on Raw with his fiance and his ex. And his ex. Give me the drama. <laughs> I want all the drama. Please. Fantastic. All right. Let's move on to the biggest story. Not necessarily in AEW, but technically in AEW. The man making an impact again this weekend. See what I did there? Made an impact. Mm -hmm. CM Punk showing up at Impact. Last week, we speculated, like, oh, man, he's going to make amends. This is great, blah, blah. Now he shows up at Impact, and you're like, he's trolling us now. I think it's both. Really? I think it's both, yeah. I'm back Mm -hmm. on the CM Punk hate train, I guess. Why not? Why not? Get some exposure by showing up to Raw because you know you're going to blow everybody's mind while also like making amends. Kill two birds with one stone. I know, but now that he's showing up at Impact, it makes his Raw visit, like, pardon the pun, less impactful. Eh. I mean, Punk showed up on WWE and WWE for the first time since walking out. Like, that's that's a big deal no matter where he ends up after that. <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty big deal that he showed up. I guess. Um, and Impact's Impact. Like yeah, no disrespect to Impact. They're they're getting bigger. I mean, you bring in Trinity Fatu, and that's you know, it kind of take off from there. Speaking of, he said, I guess in a social media post or something, said that he was invited by Trinity, probably, and by Mercedes, aka Sasha Banks, probably. Sasha doesn't even work there. No, How could she, she invite him? Because he was invited to the New Japan show she was at too. But she works there. Right, but Trinity was there too. So like they they travel together. They they I go know. they're there together. I'm just making the point that like Sasha Banks can't invite CM Punk 
to an event. If, she doesn't even work there. If I am a promoter and Mercedes Monet is at my backstage and she wants to bring somebody in, am I going to really tell her no? Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> so she can invite whoever she wants wherever she's at. Regardless of, it's it's fun to pick at CM Punk and all the things that he does because he literally is just... He's a, a troll. He literally... He's, yeah, he really is. But all the fun wrestlers are trolls. Right. <laughs> like, they make it, Seth they make Rollins it fun. is a troll. Absolutely. It's funny. Uh, but regardless, CM Punk getting his name back out there, you got to think that his return is very imminent. It's going First to happen. First show on Saturday, the collision or whatever. Whenever that is, June something. But I have there. also heard that they've also got another big name planned for that show as well. That is rumored. There was a document that quote got leaked. I don't think it's a real document. Week. Yeah. Because it's not about Christ Jericho or something like that. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. But, but the name on the bottom of the document was a surprise. Matt Cardona. I don't, that, that's, I'm just saying. Yeah, I get, like, I, I, but is he really that big of a name? Okay. <laughs> that's the thing. Who else are you going to get? Trying to think who's available right now. Right. Um, That's my point. I mean, if Drew's a free agent. <laughs> he won't be a free agent by June, though. He won't be. Um, That's the thing. Is like, who else do you get that is a big... It unless, just said, I, they didn't say they signed somebody. They said they're just bringing in somebody. So, so it, it could, could be, be a New Japan guy. For Forbindor. Yeah, exactly. Forbindor's before the rumored date of the Saturday show, right? Is it? I think it's the week before. Maybe. I don't remember because I think the rumored date for this collision show is like June twenty something. Twenty sixth, I think. So I think Forbidden Door is the week before that. Maybe. But I Punk could show sure. up at Forbidden Door. It's in Chicago again, isn't it? No, it's in Canada. That's right. But he can still show up. Sure he can. Absolutely. Because we need the punk Tanahashi match that we were but again, teased. Like I've said all along, um Tony Khan doesn't have the guts to suspend CM Punk, so he can show up whenever he wants, and he suspended him. All's gonna, he did not suspend him. He suspended him. Did Tony Khan ever say that he suspended CM Punk? Yeah, they came out and said they suspended the Elite and Punk. And Punk. I don't think they said Punk. I I know they said the Elite. I'm pretty sure they said Punk. I don't think they. There's did. no way that you could have just suspended the Elite, and because people would have been outraged. That's that. why I'm so aggravated about this whole thing is because I'm fairly certain he didn't suspend CM Punk. Fairly, I'm I fairly. Think was, I think he was Regardless, CM Punk's on his way back. He is making noise in the wrestling business. We've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about the other things that are making noise in the wrestling business. Let's go through some quick hitters. But before we do that, we mentioned it earlier uh, at the top of the show. Make sure you're checking out PBWF, Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, our other podcast, our fantasy booking show presented to you just like a show. Six months worth of television and pay-per-views. Andy and I go back and forth. Drafted current day rosters um, of, excuse me, guys in their current incarnation. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Tyler Peters is our moderator. It's a great time. It's available wherever you find your podcast. Go check it out. Pay per view number one was just released this week. And I know we said on that show that once we get pay per view number one under our belts, we're going to get rolling, yep. and man, are We've we got rolling. rolling. <laughs> man, are we rolling. We are. It's a lot of fun. It is. So go check it out. Um, good stuff on pay-per-view number one. Some surprises, some shockers, some not-so-much surprises. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. If you like fantasy booking, go check it out. It's definitely not like this show. So go check it out. <laughs> 
Anyway, let's hit those quick hitters. Number one on the docket, a couple of congratulations we got to hand out. Pat McAfee and his wife, the birth of their first child yep. earlier this week. We miss Pat McAfee so much, we but do. clearly is not coming back at any time. No, and he just had a birthday recently, too, so happy birthday. Congratulations. Keep killing everything that you're doing because you're, you're just amazing. So ridiculous. And Michael Cole was on a show this week saying that – He's not going to retire until he gets one more run with McAfee. So, uh, looking forward to that. Another congratulations on a pregnancy announcement. Corey Graves and Carmella. Listen, did you follow their their story with everything that happened last time? Yeah. If you guys who are listening or watching this do not know what happened to them the last time, go back and listen to the After the Bell podcast. Go read some of Carmella's social media posts. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. And this is just incredible. Yep. And if you watch the Instagram video she posted of when she told her stepkids. Oh, my gosh. Literally had tears. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. So good. Go watch it. Congrats yep. to those two. Congratulations. Uh, you know, my family, my sister, my family kind of went through somewhat of the same thing that they kind of went through. And, and now having a kid and everything. So yep. it's, it's it's a bittersweet moment, I'm sure. But yeah. it's it's a beautiful moment, so yeah. congratulations. It absolutely is, for sure. All right. Even though we mentioned this earlier. Actually, we mentioned <laughs> it off there. Even though these two guys are on separate brands, like we have to acknowledge it. Yes, the draft happened and all those things. Probably should have acknowledged this when we're talking about the draft. But I have it in my notes here. The seeds for Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins uh, are still being planted. They're always going to be planted until we have that match again. Because it's always there. Yeah. And it's so good. I think it could happen. I mean, it could happen at WrestleMania this year. I agree. Like, dude, that promo with Rollins and Paul Heyman was just so it was good. funny. It was so good. I love Paul's reaction when when Seth's music hits. I know. And then he's just kind of in the corner hiding. Like, it's just, it's great. So good. It's so funny. Um, all right. So, tournament coming up. We know that for the world title. AEW, man. Pre-sale for Wembley Stadium. Over 50,000 yep. tickets sold yep. at the pre-sale. And as I'm scrolling through Twitter and Facebook before we started recording, there are rumors that we're getting close to a sellout on day one. Yeah. Like, I love it. It's I, insane. It's, it's amazing for two reasons. One, because it shows that AEW is doing a fantastic job right now with where they're at. And two, for the people that... Just want to see wrestling companies fail for no reason. I I really hope they sell this whole thing out. Oh, like, it would be insane. I really hope they sell this whole thing out just to kind of shut those people up because it's like, yeah, we sold out and have not even announced anything about that show yep. yet. Just Jeff, that here's the date. Here's where it's happening. Here's your tickets. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett promoted it on his podcast, and he said that some of the people that he's talked to overseas, because Jeff Jarrett's huge in – AEW's international game. Yeah. I think he's pretty much heading it up. Yeah. Um, they're comparing this to their WrestleMania. Like, that's yeah. what people are so excited about. Yeah. So, I think it'll be fantastic. Um, let's jump back to the uh, tournament real quick because I was scrolling through social media. For those of you who've seen that, I got my phone out. I was scrolling through social media to see if we had an update on the sales. Yeah. And I got a couple more quotes from Triple H's press conference at Backlash that I want to read so that we make sure we're up on the news as much as possible so we can continue this conversation. At the Backlash press conference, Triple H announced that there will be two triple threat matches on Raw and SmackDown following Backlash. 
So we're looking at this coming Monday, yep. and not tonight, Friday, but the following Friday. Okay, The winner of those matches will face each other in the main event of their respective show. So that's two triple threats on Raw. Winner faces next week. Um, or it doesn't say next week, sorry. So two triple threat matches on Raw, those two guys face. SmackDown, two triple threat matches, those two guys face. The two competitors who win both of those matches will compete at Night of Champions for the championship. So it is confirmed it will be a Raw superstar versus a SmackDown superstar for the World Heavyweight Championship. Huh. So it's not really a tournament. No. <laughs> not really a tournament. It's four triple threat, four triple matches, threat matches to get 12 guys. So let's predict it right now. I've got the sheet. Hang on. Gosh. Okay, so if we're doing 12. Yeah. From right each brand, 12 all together, right? 12 all together. We're doing six from each brand. Yeah. I'm going to write these down so that we can keep track. I'm not saying that we have to lock to this prediction. I just think it's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. So, on the Raw side, Seth Rollins is in. Cody. Cody's in. Drew's in. Yeah. Um, Riddle's in. Probably. Shinsuke, probably. One more spot. Um, you've got a Braun Strowman. You've got a Kofi Kingston. Well, we don't Reed. know if he's going to be back yet. Bronson Reed. Yep. You've got a Miz that's out there. You've got Gunther. Oh, man. Maybe Johnny. you got Johnny. That's right. Okay. But we'll, we'll, throw dark, sure we'll throw a Dark Horse in yeah. there. He's also injured. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Okay. On the SmackDown side, um, I think Theory is a lock. Lashley. Lashley's a lock. You said Solo earlier. Yeah, probably Solo. Solo's going to be a lock. Okay. Cross, maybe. Okay, we'll go with Cross. Sheamus. Uh, Shamo and Edge. You know, probably take Gunther off. I'd probably take Johnny off and put Gunther. Okay. Because I think Gunther will be in it. But you want Gunther to lose, though. That's the question. Right. Maybe not. We'll take Johnny off. We'll leave Johnny on. Okay, so if we are picking 12 right now, <clears throat> Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Shinsuke Nakamura, Johnny Gargano on the Raw side. Yeah. Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Solo Sokoa, Karrion Cross, Sheamus, and Edge on the SmackDown side. Probably, so the finals will probably be, like the finals on Raw and SmackDown will probably be Seth and Cody. Maybe Seth and Drew. Yeah, but if, Seth if, and Cody would but be. If, but if you get Brock involved with Cody, that takes him out. Do you think they're still going to run with Brock and Cody after this? Maybe. I think so. I would stick with Seth and Cody because I think that okay. adds more. Uh, and then on the SmackDown side, Solo and Edge would be very fun. I was going to say Theory and Edge. Because you're in a triple threat situation where Solo doesn't have to get pinned. Right. So you could theoretically take him out of the equation if you wanted to. Right. Um, see, I think the final is going to be Seth and Solo. Oh, I do too. Yep, I agree. But there's also a chance it could be Seth and Edge. Run that back for a world title. <laughs> I know we've been sitting here saying, here's what I want to happen now. I want to see Cody and Edge for the title and Edge to win. 
and bring Edge back over to Raw with the title. Maybe. By the way, not Johnny, probably Finn Balor. Oh, we forgot about Balor. That's and true. it might be Seth and Finn in the final. In the in the raw match. Yep. That's true. Okay, let's keep going. We got a backlash preview to get to. We are run along, ladies and gentlemen. We but uh, we got a couple more things from AEW to hit real quick. John Moxley and Kenny Omega in a steel cage match on free television. Everybody's bleeding. Oh yes. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic, man. Like it's it's I hope they give it like forty five minutes. You know what I think we should do? Is I think we need to go. We need to have two blood and guts matches this year. Mm-hmm. We need BCC versus the Elite. Yes, and we need the Outcast versus the Originals. Yes, we need two blood and guts. Matches. Yes, we do. Wow. Yes, we do. Because like we've been saying the whole time that we're headed towards women's yep. blood and guts. It, it makes sense. It's great. We're not knocking them, but this feud with the Elite and BCC. Is amazing. Like, there's only one way to solve it. <laughs> yeah. You got to put them in blind. So it's probably going to be Kenny Page and the Bucks. So who's on, who's BCC is Danielson, Cesaro, Cesaro, Moxley, and Yuta. Yep. But I feel like there's going to be one more person. I feel like, I feel like Takeshita is going to be a part of the BCC. I thought he would be, I thought he'd be the elite. I think he's going to turn the elite. He's going to turn. Okay. I think Don Cal's going to turn the elite too and join the BCC. Um, hmm. Okay. That's fine. So we could say those five. And then we'd have Paige. Kenny. Kenny. Bucks. Bucks. And Adam Cole. Baby. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be great. Yep. Oh, that would be great. I like it. Please do that. Please give me Adam Cole. Would be fantastic. And then we can go from Ken- we can go to Kenny and Cole from there. Because if you watch the all access or the all access thing, mm-hmm. Kenny was in the ring with Cole. We're training yep. to come back. So I'd We've got to be heading there at some point. We have to. I think it's all in, but that's just me. Um, all right. Christian yeah. making a declaration that he wants to be Wardlow's challenger for the TNT title, not Luchasaurus. Did not see that. I coming. didn't either. But that's wild. Christian's going to get killed. <laughs> yes. Well, we hope not. But yeah. I hope not. But in in ring, he's going to get killed. He's not going to physically be killed, hopefully. But uh, The Four Pillars match is official. Yeah, you were right. <clears throat> I was concerned about this whole little tournament deal, but you were right. Fatal I love is happening. I love how the dissension between Sammy and MJF played into effect. Oh, it's great! The match. It was. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, MJF's uh, elbow pad said "I love Sammy" on yes. it, and then he slapped a taste out of Sammy's mouth. Sammy rocked him with that super kick, uh-huh. and it was just from there. It was great. But I also love the fact that like Jungle Boy and Darby Allen weren't on the same page as well. Sure. So like. All four men are not like for buddy buddies with anybody. Yep. Which is, I think it's great. It's very cool. Um, and then last thing from AEW, Jeff Jarrett's <laughs> crew on the Briscoe's farm. Are you joking it's me? So good. It was so good. So good. And like, ah, man, I don't know. You have to explain this to me. Like, what is happening with this storyline? <laughs> Cause I feel like Mark Briscoe is caught in the middle of heels and baby faces. Yeah. Is Jared's crew babyface? I know they challenged FTR, but like, I think they're I think they're going to be heel, and I think if we don't get Punk and FTR together for the trios, I think I think Mark Briscoe and FTR for the trios would be oh that's fine ideal. I didn't think about because that because of the history with the Briscoes and FTR. And sure, 
everything. I think that that might be where we're heading. By the way, also the uh, House of Black rule thing that they came up with is super awesome. cool. That promo that they cut was amazing. Super cool. And I love that they are like having their own rules now with their own style of matches. If you want disqualifications, we'll have disqualifications. If you want no DQ, we'll beat the crap out of you that way too. Like it's just it makes them it makes them look like the threat that they are. So and cool. the killers. So I, I love that. And we might be heading to that at some point. Yeah. That would be cool. That's really cool. Uh, I've very much enjoyed the House of Black stuff. Maybe I'll steal that if you listen to PPWF. <laughs> Maybe I'll steal it. Anyway, all right. Hey, I've got the trios titles <laughs> at some point. But I've got Malachi. That's true. So I'll steal it. I won't steal the titles, but I'll steal the whatever. <laughs> I'll figure it out. House of Black rules. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, all right. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're almost an hour into the show, and we're just now getting to the point of the show. We appreciate you being with us. Um, this part will go quick, though. Uh, this this will go quick. I uh, appreciate y'all hanging out with us. This is the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. If you're just now checking us out on the Body Slam Donut YouTube channel, Sportswire Radio, or wherever you find your podcast, that's Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're there. Go check us out. Uh, we would appreciate that very, very much. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. All of our social media stuff is all over your screen right now, as you can see. So make sure you subscribe uh, to the podcast. Follow us on social media. Give us um, some feedback. We would appreciate it. And also send us in those viewer questions. We're going to try to get to those next week. And we'll remind you throughout the week as well. So send those in. We love those fun questions. It's a lot of fun. All right. The reason that we are here, Backlash in Puerto Rico. Tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Friday, if you're listening on Saturday, then it's tonight. If you're listening to this on Sunday, well... It was last night. Go watch it. <laughs> it was last night. Go watch it and then tell us if yeah, we were right exactly. or wrong. Exactly. Uh, Andy and I are going to get together and watch it. And then again, as we said at the top of the show, we're going to be live on Sportswire Radio tomorrow night with Tom and the crew. So make sure you're tuned in over there. Uh, that's sportinarian.com forward slash player or live on Facebook. Let's go check it out. All right. Let's get to it. Thanks to Pro Wrestling Scorecards, as always, for their prediction game. We love it so much. Shout out to those guys. If you want to follow along with us, at PW Scorecards. Uh, You've kicked my tail the last couple times. I have. You beat me at the Rumble? Yeah. And I beat you at Chamber and WrestleMania. Yeah. I beat you bad at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's because Triple H booked that show horrible. I was playing it. We shall see. All right, so let's see if I can keep my streak up. That's two pay-per-views in a row. Here we go. We are starting with the match that didn't even get any promo this week. Just completely got overlooked. <laughs> We're not sure why this is on the card. Seth Rollins is not sure why this is on the card, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Omos versus Seth Rollins. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Who you got? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has to be if Seth If it's Omos, I'm rioting. I can promise you that. You're what? Rioting. Oh, yes. I got you. I thought you said rioting. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> going to, I'm going to Puerto Rico and slapping Triple H in the face and then driving back home. That's what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. All right. Omos and Seth freaking Rollins. We're both taking Seth in this yep. one. Got to be pinning his shoulders to the mat. Probably. As a fall type. I could see it being a disqualification. but oh, That's true. MVP get involved. Um, match over ten minutes long. No, I'm gonna say no as well. I think he's gonna hover around like eight, seven or eight, if that. Probably. All right, most times pinned. Oh, hmm, either almost Rollins or a tie. I think it's gonna be a tie. 
Because I don't feel like Omos is going to go for a lot of pins because that's a long way down and a long way back up for him. That's true. He did try to pin Brock a whole lot, though, man. It's true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Rollins is going to get pinned the most times. I probably will, too. Yeah, I'll probably say Rollins. All right. Here is an interesting one. Because as we like to say when we do pro wrestling scorecards, the half always kills you. It does always kill me. Half always gets you in trouble. What I mean by that is the next question is the amount of curb stomps that will happen. The number given to us is one and a half. Now, Andy, this is very interesting. Yeah. Because normally we would say one curb stomp and we're done. But I do feel like this might be a situation where they feel like they have to pull out more. I think we're getting three. I'm going to go over. I'm going over because I just, these big man matches, I feel like Seth always hit. Like Brock, he hit like 12 on. So I think think we're going to hit more than one. Hopefully the half doesn't kill us here. Okay, so I think we're pretty. There's a middle rope curb stomp count as two because <laughs> it's elevated. Please. And, o- and Omos is bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think we picked all the same categories in that one, so we'll see what happens. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. This one's going to be interesting. Go ahead. You go first this time. <laughs> Taking Brock. Oh, man. I think I think there's a real good chance Brock squashes Cody. But I'm going to go Cody. Mm. And why I think Brock is, I think, as I said earlier, when we were talking about the World Title Tournament, I think we're running this back. This is not just one time. But see, to me, I think if we are, then Cody needs to beat Brock. Brock's mad about it and then comes out and costs Cody. Well, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to go Cody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Brock. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Fall type. Pin. Pin. German suplexes, guess a number plus or minus one. The number that's it has in my, to be German suplex, though, right? Not just a suplex, right? Not suplex. not over the head, belly to belly. Right. It has to be belly to back. Germans. I the number that just popped in my head that I have to go with is seven. I was gonna say six, so I'm gonna go six. Okay, get an extra two points if you hit it exactly. Get the point if you get plus or minus one. Number of disaster kicks in the match. The number given is 1.5. I'm going to go under. I'm going under on that one because the half will kill you. I think we're only getting one. If it was the cutter, I might say two, but maybe. Oh, man, you know what's happening. He's going for a cutter, and Brock's catching him. German. Probably. Probably. Or catch him at five. Or catch him at five. Yeah, that's true. Announce table destroyed. It's always destroyed. Yes. It's a Brock match. Crossroads hit, yes, and Brock kicks yeah. out. This He'll might kick be out of the first one, but Cody will get the three, and he might be the first one to kick out of the three. No, he ain't kicking out of the three. They're going to protect that three, especially if he does the bionic elbow and then does the three. Well, if he didn't hit the three on Roman and Roman didn't kick out, like they're probably protecting it. You're yeah. probably right. I think there's a good chance of it because Roman didn't kick out of that, did he? He was going for the third, and that's when Solo came in. That's right. I'll remind you. Should have been the finish. That should have been. That would have been the perfect finish after the stunner and the haluva kick and then the... Oh, man. We'll see. promise you, at WrestleMania 40, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to look you in the (laughs) eyes on this podcast and say, they're going for the same moment, and they're not going to get it. Yep. You're probably right. Here we go. Six-man tag. Speaking of those 
pesky Usos and Solo Sokoa. They are taking on oh. Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. <laughs> I'm not following with the PowerPoint at all. Here we go. It's okay. Thank you for that. Um, all right. Six-man tag. What do we got here? Do we finish the story with KO, Sami, and Riddle going out on top, or do the bloodline somehow find a way to win? I think we're. I think this is the nail in the coffin. This is going to add more heat on the Usos. As I put in my little category thing, the good guys win. <laughs> so Kevin, Sammy, and Riddle win. I'm going to go that direction as well. As much as I would like to see the bloodline win, just because, like, again, it adds... I think it almost adds more intrigue if they win than if they lose. Because I think if they lose, like, we see that... We kind of see that coming, you know what I mean? But I think the intrigue is what is Roman actually going to do to them. Oh, for sure, because... Paul said that Roman was going to be back at, at SmackDown. Yep. Now, whether that's via satellite or, or whatever, whatever, but if he's there in person, that means he can be a backlash. Yeah. So, that tells me, we discussed main event. He's going to be at SmackDown tonight? That's what Paul said. So. And SmackDown's where? Is it in Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? Tonight, yeah. So why is he not in backlash wrestling? What I'm saying oh, is, I got you. Yeah. if I think that we talked about main event, this could main event. And Roman comes out and kills and the Usos. Roman comes out. Yep. Solo hit. Solo turns on the Usos too. Bingo. Yep. Yeah, I think the good guys win. Ooh. That's a good call. If it's the main event, he's showing up. If it starts the show, I think he could show up too. Oh, I think so. yeah, yeah, that's true. I think you're right. All right. Fall type. Pin. Pin. Oh, they always ask us these questions on six-man tags, and it drives me nuts. Who makes the fall and who takes the fall? It's got to be Sammy and Jay. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's got to be Sammy and Jay. Super kicks in the match. Give us a number. We got to hit plus or minus one. Gosh, so if they do the stereo, is it kind of two? That's a good question. Uh, at Pro Wrestling Scorecards, uh, at PW Scorecards, let us know. I would say it counts as two because they're... We will default to them as the answer on that Well, because that'll change what my answer is or not. It's true. Because I think we're going to get a super kick party moment in here. Because Solo also hits some super kicks. Kevin Owens Kevin Owens also hits a super and kick. And who was it that said it was... A, Uso said they were going to have a super kick party. Yep. So, give me your number. You know what? <clears throat> I'm going to say... 15. I feel number. like that's low. Oh, man. I pulled out my WrestleMania scorecard because I thought it was a category there. <laughs> it was not. It was not. 15. I'm going to say 15. 15's a really good number. I'm going to go with 12. Because four of the six hit super kicks. Right. And you know Riddle's probably going to hit one just for the fun of it. He may try one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with 12. We'll see what happens. Interrupted pin attempts. The number is three and a half. Man, that half is going to get you. I'm going over, though. I'm going to go over, but I think the number is four. I do, too. I think we're going to get an Man. Uso splash where it we get a pin breakup. A Samoan spike where we get a pin breakup. And then a floating a, a, bro where we get a pin breakup. A stunner haluva kick combo where we get Maybe. a pin breakup. I think they try to. I think they want to protect that as the finish. Uh, maybe you probably right. But I think we get a stunner kick out, or it's not a kick out, but a breakup or a haluva kick breakup for sure. All right, 
Let's see here. Let's go to the triple threat match for the United States Championship. Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Bronson Reed. Does he keep it? Does he keep it? Well, I think it's very interesting that both him and Bobby got drafted to SmackDown. I agree with that. So Bronson's obviously out. out, Which, going into Backlash, Bronson was my pick. Absolutely, me too. Um, but now he's not. So I think Bobby. I think Bobby gets the win. I think Bobby gets the title because I think Bobby with the U.S. title on SmackDown, Gunther with the IC title on Raw, it, it just they elevate both. And I think Theory needs a change with something. I am going to say that Theory retains because I think that Bobby Lashley is next on the docket for Roman Reigns. I think that's where we're headed for not a champion. He could still be U.S. champion and do that, though. Yeah, but he can be. You're right. He can be, but. I think there's also a really good chance that Bray Wyatt shows up. Oh, yeah. And runs that back with him. Could do that. That's true. Could but do I that. still think Bobby wins. All right. I'm going theory, so there's another uh, discrepancy between us. Fall type. Pin. Oh, if you think Bobby wins, hurt lock? No, I think he pins. I think there's going to be like a double. T- I think, I think Bronson Reed's going to do something to Theory. Turn around, Spear. One, two, three. One, two, three. Got it. Okay, I'm going. Theory's going to get the pinfall. Uh, who makes the fall, or who takes the fall, rather? I guess. I'm going to say Theory takes the fall. I think Bronson takes the fall. Which he's not going to get him up for a town down, so it's got to be something else. Roll up. Yeah, I no, I think it could be Lashley hits a move, throws him out of the ring. One, two, three. Gets a chicken win again. Yep. Match time. Ooh. Plus or minus one on this one. Uh, Got to go with the first number that pops in my head yeah. again. I'm going 18. <laughs> Mine's 17, so I'm going to go 17. Oh, jeez. All right. So if it's 16, you're going to be mad. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> if it's 19. If it's 17, I'm still going to be mad because you, I get, get two. you get extra points. Uh, most near falls in the match. I'm going to go with Ty. Just to go with something different. Yeah, because I think it could be Reed or Lashley. I think they're going to be the ones that get the closest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Lashley, though. Interrupted pin attempts is the next category. The number to pick is two and a half, over or under. That half is going to kill I'm going to go under because the half. It's only 18 minutes. Yeah, probably under. Okay. Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair and EO Sky. I don't think there's any way Bianca no, loses this match. I was hoping it'd be EO, though. I think Bianca wins. Going away here. Match time. Again. First number that popped in my head is 15. 12. I almost went a little lower. Second guess myself. Near falls, plus or minus... Sorry, you get it for plus or minus one. Number of near falls in the match. I think we get a moonsault kick out. And remember, any two count is a, is a near fall. Any two count? Oh, gosh. I'm going to go like six. No, I'll say five. We're hovering around the same area. I'm going to say four. Aerial moves. Four and a half. 
Ooh. I'm going to go under. I was thinking Bianca the doesn't, same thing. Bianca doesn't do any aerial, really. Unless she does the 450. Ooh, she could bust that out. Yeah, I definitely think we see under. I do, too. I think we see four, not four, not five. I think we get four. Uh, outside interference in the match? Yeah. Probably. She's going to beat up all three. Yep. Oh, could you imagine if she KOD'd EO and Dakota at the same time? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. All right. I do think we might see a turn after this match. On Bailey? Yeah. Okay. Possibly. They're teasing it like crazy. All right. Let's go to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Even though that's not what's on our screen. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's on our screen. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega. If there was ever a lock for a pay-per-view match, ladies and gentlemen. Zelina Vega is good. <laughs> you know what the rule is in WWE, Andy? You lose in your hometown. Well, poor girl. Zelina Vega, you're about to get whooped. So who loses in the in the next match we're talking about? Because aren't they both from Puerto Rico? Yes. Or is this Bad Bunny from Puerto Rico? Oh, I think... Priest is the one from Puerto Rico, not Bad Bunny. He said in my home, Puerto Rico, in the promo. Might be his home, but it might not be where he's from. I don't know. We'll talk about about it in a minute. (laughs) Regardless, Rhea Ripley is coming away with the win here. I must say by submission. Really? Yeah, I think she's going to put in that, uh, whatever she calls it, the paradigm or the... Something or other? Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, no, he is from Puerto Rico. Sorry. What about Damien? It's wrong. I know Priest is from Puerto Rico because he wore the flag on his tights when he was a good guy. Yep. It's going to be. A, it's going to end in a no count, no contest. Count them down, Raph. All right, I'm going to go pin for Rhea Ripley. Match time. Oh gosh. Seven minutes. I'm going to give him a little more than that. I'm going to go with 12. Give him a little more time. Most near falls. Rhea. Probably. Zelina Vega aerial moves. The number is three and a half. I'm going to go under. You know, for the fun of it, I'm going to go over. Rope breaks in the match. Gosh. Uh, Two? That's what I was thinking. That's the number that popped in my head. Yeah. I'll go with three just to be a little bit different. Judgment Day at ringside, I guess. Yeah. Because that includes just Dom. Dom's going to be at ringside. Yep. So, for sure. All right. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. If Bad Bunny doesn't win this match, I don't know. I don't know either. All right. Fall type. Pin. Match over 15 minutes. Oh, yes or no? Oh, that's tough, man. That's not entrances. That's bell to bell, right? Correct. I'll say yes, but... 30, 45... 55... Yeah, I guess I'm going to say yes, too. I'm going to add up these other match times. Uh, unique weapon types, plus or minus one. <laughs> this is a fun one. I this wanna, is. 
I'm going to say three. I'll say five. I think we're going to get a lot. Okay. Because I think weapons are a great way to hide people who aren't great in the ring or who don't know necessarily all the time what they're doing. That's true. Uh, chair shots in the match, a number of chair shots. I'll say six. I'll say eight because I think Bad Bunny's going to go crazy with one. Okay. And then Priest is going to go crazy with one. Bad Bunny aerial moves. The number is three and a half, over or under. You know? This is where the half's going to kill you, It I is, think. but I think I'm going to go over I'm going to go under, just because I think the half's going to get us on it this might. one. It might. Outside interference in the match, it's a it's a street fight for a reason. Ray is going to get involved. The LWO is going to get involved. Judgment Dom, Day is going to get involved. All of them. You may as well just call this thing a Royal Rumble. All right, Andy, let's run it down real quick. Our picks for the show, Seth Rollins and Omos. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. American Nightmare. I'm going Brock, even though I'm wearing the Cody shirt today. <laughs> um, Six-man tag, Riddle, KO, and Sammy against the Bloodline. Riddle, KO, and Sammy. Good guys come out on top. Triple threat match, U.S. Championship Theory, Lashley, and Bronson Reed. Give me Lashley. I'm sticking with the champ on this one. Theory retains. For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca and EO Sky. Again, I'm sticking with the champ. I'm sticking with the champ, but I'm cheering for the, the challengers. <laughs> All right. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley defends against the hometown Zelina Vega, but again... Mommy's going to win. If there was ever such thing as a lock in a match, it's this one. Rhea's going to win. Rhea Ripley's winning this one. Uh, And then, finally, what probably will be the main event of the show, the San Juan Street Fight, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. It is Bad Bunny all All the way. way. Yep. For sure. All Uh, right. The graphic was up there, too, by the way. It was up there. Okay, crew. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it very much. Hope you dig what we're doing. Again, shout out to Pro Wrestling Scorecards at PW Scorecards. If you want to follow along, you can print out the paper like we do uh, and fill it out, or you can fill it out online. I think they have an online game that closes at a specific time. so. So make sure that you get your submissions in if you want to be a part of that. Also, make sure that you are following us. Our social media handles are on the screen there. But if you're listening on podcast form, at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at Chris Belcher 24 Andy is at Andy underscore PBWP. Check us out. Also, check out our partners over at WrestleBuddy, Bodyslam.net, and, of course, Sportswire Radio. Speaking of Backlash and Sportswire Radio, Tomorrow night, live on the horn with Mr. Tom Bryce after the show, giving our instant reactions. Yep. It's always fun when we get on with Tom because we never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. It's always it's always fun. It's always a good time. Tom's a great friend of ours. We appreciate his support. He does a lot of go out of his way and promote us, so we thank yep. him for that and want to make sure that we uh, give back to Sportswire Radio. So uh, we'll be there tomorrow night. Go check it out. Also, go check out the PBWF, Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, our fantasy booking show that we mentioned earlier. Pay-per-view number one of season two is out. You say season two. I didn't know there was a season one. Go check it out. Go check it out in the archives, ladies and gentlemen. Six months of television and six pay-per-views are available in the archives. It's on a separate feed, so go search for it. PBWF, Pie Bomb Wrestling Federation. Tyler Peters is our moderator over there. He does a fantastic job with us. We have a blast doing the PBWF. We recorded a couple episodes before we hopped on here. It's a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. Go check it out. It's a show unlike this one so if you don't like this one go check that one out don't know why you don't like this one when you're listening to it 
Good grief. If you've made it this far, you're stuck. So. Absolutely, you are. And if you've made it this far, thank you for doing that. We appreciate your support very, very much. Next week, of course, like I said earlier, we'll talk about Backlash Fallout. Yep. We will have some answers as to whom is advancing. Whomst, as Josh Pate would say. Uh, whomst is advancing in the world title tournament. Where we're heading. Tournament. As I use loose air quotes yeah, for that. It's not a tournament. It's not a tournament, but it's sort Tony of. Tony Khan knows what a tournament <laughs> Tony Khan doesn't know what a tournament yeah, is. Yeah, he does. He does not. He's run so many of them the last two years. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Backlash. We'll hopefully answer your viewer questions, catch you up on the biggest questions in all of the world of wrestling. Hopefully we won't be talking about CM Punk next week. Man, why not? I love talking about it. I We've can talk talked about, about it for like four weeks in a row. Let's make it five, man. I could talk about Punk every day of the week. Oh, my gosh. There's still stuff we haven't talked about that I could talk about. I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to tame the beast. <laughs> anyway. Listen, you get me going about Brock or about Punk or Bray or Seth or Adam Cole. Or... I can talk all day. I know. That's what we're here for. Hope you guys are digging what we're doing. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Give us some feedback again at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on your way out if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. This has been the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.